Mystery Theater. I'm E.G. Marshall. Has it ever occurred to you to have yourself put into a frozen sleep when you die so that you may return someday in the future? This is a bone-chilling tale, if you'll excuse the pun, that concerns the science of cryogenics, that branch of physics which deals with low temperatures, the hypothermic range in which more and more people are having their bodies frozen after death in the hope of reincarnation someday in the future. All right. Close the casket. No, no, please. One moment. Mr. Richard, I don't want to lose any more refrigeration than we have already lost. All right. All right, doctor. Do what you must. Very well. That's it, Mr. Richard. We have done all that human hands can do. From now on... The computer takes over. Our mystery drama, To Die Is Forever, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Mandel Kramer and Marion Seldes. like a mailed fist. Between it and the mainland, massive riptides whip the calmest sea to Whitewater. Since the days of the Spanish Main, it has belonged exclusively to the Richard family, bought with the blood money and booty of a hundred pirated ships. Silhouetted high above the harbor, a great mansion stands, built some 300 years ago by Richard the Red-Handed to house the dusky princess he stole for his bride from the island of Martinique. But that's ancient history. Today, 300 years later, we are concerned only with a descendant of his. Unlike him in every way, save for his looks and the name he bears. As you can see, Mr. Richard, we are now completely set up. The capsule itself, because of its weight, is on rollers. Ball bearing, and the whole thing contraweighted. I suppose it has to be that enormous, Dr. Berkeley? Yes, in order to accommodate the most efficient insulation system that we can devise to keep the liquid hydrogen at its optimum temperature for our purposes. And how low is that? In the range of minus 250 to 70 degrees. That is centigrade, of course. Doctor, isn't hydrogen dangerous? Highly explosive? Oh, in this case, all precautions have been taken... There is an outer layer of helium, which is a noble gas. Noble? Hmm. A scientist's term for inert. Then beyond that, more insulation and two inches of lead against radiation and to sustain the pressures. And can you maintain that lower temperature indefinitely? The evaporation loss is very slight. It is renewed from the tanks, automatically metered by computer, which in turn is programmed by man. Also, there are manual controls as standby. The inside of the capsule, as you can see, 
is not much larger than an ordinary burial casket. The lid is also counterweighted, otherwise it would take four men to lift it. Of course, when it is closed, there are these lug pressure locks all around, which form a vacuum seal. Mine is exactly the same? Yes, yes. You would like to see it? No, not necessary. I take your word for it, Doctor. What about the compressor? Also backed up. Two others in case of any mechanical failure. That also is programmed in the computer. Doctor, running like that, how many years could one last? Excuse me, please. Yeah. I, was, I was only testing the system, and uh, since we are nowhere near the desired temperature, the compressor runs constantly. Once minus 250 has been reached, the compressor would automatically cut out like an ordinary air conditioner. It would not cut in again till the temperature rose to a thermostatically determined level. I see. Actually, it would run very little. A machine like this might operate anywhere from a, a hundred to a thousand years. Any more questions, Mr. Richard? No. I'm no physicist or physician, Dr. Berkeley. I leave all that up to you. Well... I can promise you, from the moment your wife is dead, she could be no safer anywhere else in the world. When my wife is dead, what a price to pay for total safety. Oh, do not think of the price now. Remember, you, with my help, are going to make her immortal. Doctor, they say I have most of the money in the world. It's an overstatement. But I have enough. If immortality can be bought, I will spend it all. Yeah, Shirley. Yeah, Shirley? What's that? Oh, the boss's hotline. Hello, Bill Porter, Mr. Richard. You alone, Bill? Uh, yes, sir. All right, let's... Drop everything and come straight down to the island by helicopter. Red light all the way. I got you, Mr. Richard. The chopper will pick you up at the usual place. No one has to know that you're going or that you're missing. Roger. I'm going to give you the safe file combination. Are you ready? Ready, sir. Don't write it down. No, I'll remember it. 25 left, 8 right, 1 full rev plus 10 left, 6 left, 3 right. Now repeat it. Uh, 25 left, 8 right, 1 full rev plus 10 left, 6 left, 3 right. Okay, bring all the contents. All. Can do. One more thing. I want you to bring someone with you. The uh, who? Dr. Fleming. Maggie? Hey, has anything gone wrong with Mrs. Richards having the baby or something? Please, don't ask questions. Can you bring her? Well, I, I don't know. I guess if it's important enough, but it's such short it's notice. It's important enough. Are you two still going to be married? Well, that's the general notion. Well, maybe we can have the wedding down here. Bring enough clothes for the week. Look, look, Mr. Richards, me, you've got. I, I'm, I'm committed to you all the way. Uh, not only because you're my bread and butter, but because, well, I'm, I'm committed. Now, now, Maggie, I don't control, unless there's something seriously wrong with a sister. Bill, tell Maggie that Felicia needs her. Tell her that this all has to be undercover. I'll explain when you get here. And for heaven's sake, do all that I've asked you to. Oh. Yes, Shirley? The red light was up, so I knew you were talking to you know who. You have a visitor I've been holding. Uh, Shirley, I can't see anyone this morning. I have a lot of Excuse things to do. Me, I... sir, but I think you will see this lady. It's Dr. Margaret Fleming. Maggie. 
the love of Pete, send her right in. Hey, Maggie, come here. That's a little more like it. I'm not used to cooling my heels when... Mm. Oh, darling, watch my rib cage. Uh, uh, oh. Mm. Hey. Oh, what are you doing here? Well, I had a morning clinic at the hospital. I got an early break huh? and a little shopping to do, and I passed by your imposing building, and I said to myself, why not... Darling, what's wrong? Um, come on over by the window. We have to talk. You mean someone else is bugging you besides me? Now, drop, drop it. Joke time's over. Listen, Maggie, honey, I'm on red alert, and so are you. What is it, Bill? Well, secret orders, both of us. Pack for a week is up the minute before last. Report to the island via helicopter. Pick up soonest. What's going wrong? Did Felicia miscarry or something? I don't know the answer to anything. Now, can you bug out just like that without a lot of questions? Well, yes, as it happens, I can. That's why I'm floating free as of the moment. I've been writing, Felicia. I don't get any answers, and I made up my mind I was going down there to dig up some myself. Well, I'll go pack some stuff, and you'll right. do the same. And meet me, um, how about noon at the information booth at the terminal? Yes. Of course, it's crazy. But then everything you do with my brother-in-law is. Only for some reason, this time I'm scared. You brought enough luggage for a month, Bill. Is this going to be very formal? Well, my bag is, is, isn't all personal. Uh, I hate to tell you what the bulk of it is. Why? Well, you might uh, hijack the plane and dump me for good in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, uh, I don't really know. Something big, something really way out is cooking. I, I don't like this trip. Neither do I. I'm worried about my sister. Well, we'll soon find out. There's the island dead ahead. We'll be dropping down on it any moment. Fasten your seatbelt, lover, and do a little praying. Why? Is it a dangerous landing? It isn't the landing that's worrying me. It's why we're making it. How is it, madame, monsieur? No better, Tante Marie. Oh, but no worse. At least there is no pain that we can't control as yet. If there were a god in heaven... <sighs> Yeah, for you to say I think that is blasphemy. And of all places, not in front of him. What? <laughs> My inestimable ancestor, Richard the Red-Handed. Why do you keep his portrait hanging? His murder, thief, robber? I don't know, Tante. He's a part of the family line, and to take it down would leave a gap in the succession. Besides, ever since I grew up on my occasional visits to the island, he was a valuable object lesson to me. Because he is your opposite. Well, certainly not in looks, especially since I grew this beard. But in his soul, this man was all depravity. A product of his times, perhaps. Did you want me for something? Oui, monsieur. The bird with the great wing approaches. It should be landing by now. Yes, I know. The pilot short waved me. He was on approach. Did you send Michael to meet them at the pad? With Pierre to bring the bags. Where will they sleep? Uh, put Maggie, uh, Dr. Fleming, next to Mrs. Richards. And Mr. Porter next to the bedroom that I'm using now. I must go downstairs and talk to them immediately. I'm going to be blunt and waste no time. Partly because, in my view, there is none to waste. And mainly because a surgeon's knife has to be swift and sure. First, Felicia is not having a baby. What? Miscarriage? Oh, I was afraid... No, Maggie. There never was any baby. That was just a general cover so we could disappear from view. The truth is... You must know that it is as hard for me to tell you as for you to hear. 
Behind the optic nerve is a melanomic tumor. A cancer that is neither operable or reversible. Oh, Lord, no. Jesus, no. Does that mean... She'll be blind in a matter of days. She oh. isn't dead before that. In either case, death is inevitable. I want to see her. Of course you will. But first I must ask you to understand and to help us. We've only been waiting for this for you to get here. This will be the last time you see your sister. What do you mean? I mean that once you have said your goodbyes, and I have said mine, Felicia and I have agreed that she will be placed under radical hypothermia in suspended animation. Before the... Before she's dead? The greater her chance for recovery when she is revived in the future. By the time a cure for her condition can have been perfected, and she can be returned to life. I won't permit it. I'll have you stopped. How? You... Everything is ready. You're isolated on this island until I arrange to have you taken off. I warn you. If you do this, Richard, I'll have you arrested for murder. That will be rather hard to do, since once Felicia is successfully put to sleep, I shall follow her. If we die, we die together. But if she is to wake someday, she wants as much as I do for me to be there. Now, wait a minute, Chief. You're as good as committing suicide. Not if you believe as I do. I'm only using all of my money for something worthwhile. I am buying the woman I love a piece of the future and my right to share it with her. Well, here is such a tangle of hope, love, danger, and wish fulfillment that it could vie with a Gordian knot as a puzzle to untie. We'll take a little more time and consideration to approach it. I'll return shortly with Act Two. The Gordian Knot, as I'm sure you will remember, was never unraveled. Alexander the Great solved the problem by simply taking his sword and slicing the knot in twain, a quick and easy remedy to a tantalizing and difficult problem. But... Can this one be solved as easily? I still think you must be mad, Ross. I'm sorry to hear that, Maggie, since your specialty is psychiatry. But I can assure you that you are mistaken. Even admitting some techniques have been perfected to preserve the body, there's no way to return it to full life. Not now. But within the next 50, 100 years, who knows what techniques will be devised? Say, even a thousand. If those techniques are developed, they cannot be used on a body that has decomposed to dust. Maggie, please. Let me take you down and show you the lab that we have built, the preparation and precautions that have been taken. Have you met Dr. Berkeley? No. What's the difference? It's all impossible, as Bill can tell you. Under the circumstances, no doctor would issue a death certificate. There may be no need for death certificates. I give up for the moment. I want to see Lisha. That's all I care about now. You may on one condition. What? That you discuss none of this with her. Now, wait a minute, Chief. Bill, stay out of this. No, I can't, Ross. Damn it. Maggie and I are going to be married. This is all in the family. Exactly. Which is where I want it to stay. Maggie, please, for Felicia's sake, she's under sedation, barely avoiding excruciating pain, and she has no illusions how hopeless her case is. This is her decision more than mine. And I have to ask you, for God's sake, as you believe in him, not to tell her that I plan to join her. You know she'd rather die in hopeless agony than think her illness would stop my present life. You don't ask much, do you? All right, if I can have a quid pro quo. What? I will say nothing of our conversation together here today. If you promise to take no action until we've discussed this again. Granted. Uh, one moment. I'll have Tante Marie show you up. 
Oh, that old lady who greeted us when we came in? Yes. How old is she? Where does she come from? She's from Martinique. She's been in the family employ since before I was born. We used to have large holdings in the Caribbean centuries ago. I suppose Tante Marie is descended from some of the servants who came back with my original ancestor who bought this island. Oh, she looks at least a hundred. I wouldn't be surprised if she were. Entree, Tante Marie. Uh, this is my wife's sister, Dr. Margaret Fleming. Uh, will you take her up to see Mrs. Richards? Madame le docteur, if you will come with me. Thank you. Remember our agreement. I won't forget. After you. You've been with Mr. Richard's family a long time, Tante Marie. Ever since... Ever since I first came to this house. And you stay here always? I stand guard. Stand guard? Over what? Over the past, the present, and the future. Here I make my home. If Madame Le Doctor would go up the stairs... Of course. It must be very lonely in this great, huge, old house. There are others who watch with me. Michel, Pierre, Rogent. We are needed here. To the left, if you please. Oh. This gallery, how magnificent. Are these all portraits of the family? From the first to the present, Monsieur Richard. Before they became Americans, they were of the British nobility. Well, which was the first American? Or, or the last Englishman? There. Before you. But the, That could be Roth himself. I mean, I mean, that could be the present, Mr. Richard. What an incredible resemblance. You see only the outward look of what the artist paints. That one was the devil incarnate. He died 300 years ago. Has my sister seen that portrait? I think poor wounded little girl. She was too sick when she came here to see or know much. Is she so ill? Oui, Madame the Doctor. I am an old woman without your education, your knowledge. But the shawl of death is about her shoulders. Bill, did you bring the power of attorney? Yes, in my attache case. All right, let's start with that. I want it to be a full power. You, you mean a, attorney, in fact? With total powers over all my affairs, personal or business. Wow. Well, I, I don't know about that. First off, shouldn't it be Mr. Dietz? Dietz but... is too old, Bill. I want a young man like yourself, who lasts maybe long enough till I get back, and whom I can trust absolutely. Well, you can trust me, but... But what? Come on, Chief. This is a pretty wild ride. After you went through with this, are you legally dead or are you alive? Or where does Felicia stand? Felicia is as good as dead right this moment. I want to spare her the agony of waiting for that to be legal. That's just the point. Chief, honest, there are so many legal arguments here. It's like all those angels dancing on the head of a pin. Uh, what's the use of getting into them? Cryogenics, freezing someone after they're legally dead. That's one thing. There's no law against it. But what you're trying to suggest or contemplate, there's just no way Bill, to... please don't fight me. Help me. You know how much I love Felicia. And nothing else matters. I'd give my life for hers. 
All I'm asking you to do in friendship and in the name of love is to help me protect her and give her the only last chance I know to live. If I Jewishar, excuse me. Where is the little madame? You go quick. I think Doc, okay. Get Dr. Berkeley. Get him up there fast. Call from here. Yes, master. What is it, Tante Marie? The beautiful one. I am afraid she is dead. Maggie. Maggie, what happened? It's Misha. She's... She's dead. Oh, Bill, we only had this little time together. Ah. Uh, Maggie, what, what happened? <laughs> These melanomas, they... They go wild. Was the... I mean, was Dr. Berkeley here? Oh, yes. He's been expecting it. Well, now what? He's... He's gone downstairs to the... I don't know, the vault, the crypt. To arrange with his assistants for perfusion. You mean they're going ahead with what the chief wanted anyway? Oh, it makes no difference now. It's all perfectly legal. Is there some way I can help? Not Mish. Not her anymore. But Ross... What about him? I hope when this form of burial he wants is over with, we can try to help him. I, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? It's like a wild man. He chased all of us out of the bedroom to be alone with... with Mish. I tell you, darling, the only thing that's keeping me from going completely to pieces is my concern about him. You think he's blown as... I, I mean that he's not... sane? I think that Ross has always walked the tight edge of being schizoid. I just hope he hasn't slipped over and become paranoid. Where is he now? Alone, with Lish. I'd better go up there. No. Hmm? Don't leave him alone. He has the right to vent his own sorrow in his own way, alone with his wife. Hold me tight, Bill. Oh, darling. Because of Lisha. And because I hope and pray if Ross is left alone... He can find his own release. him. On this island, I alone am God. Ah, oh, that's better. Released at last from the chains of centuries. A fellow reprobate and recanter. Good welcome, nephew. Who is that? Who spoke? Look on your likeness in the portrait. The one whose name you bear. See the life in me eyes. I must be going mad. I have no time for delusions. Quite right. No time to spare on me now. See to your wife. 
But once you have commended her to the physician's care, I will make a pact with you. A pact? Yes. Find me where I lie in the tomb, and in return for my rebirth, my life again, I will give you the secret of all life. How long are they going to be down there? It's a long process. I, I don't understand. The blood has to be removed and stored. The body perfused with glycerol or some such substance. The only thing is, Ross, I'm so worried now, about... Now, look, forget I... it, dear. His affairs are all in order. Just to set your mind at rest, I'll check them out, okay? All right. All right, good night, love. Try to get some rest. <laughs> All right. She's ready, gentlemen. Lift her into the casket carefully. Chief, are you, are you all right? Bill, what the hell are you doing here? Get back upstairs. I just wanted to make sure that everything... Everything is all... as all right as it can be. You can assure Maggie of that. I'll see you in the morning. All right. Close the casket. Now, please, please, one moment. Mr. Richard, I don't want to lose any more refrigeration than we have already lost. All right. All right, do what you must. Close the lid. We have done all that human hands can do. From now on, the computer takes over. All right. Then get out of here. All of you. I want to be alone with my wife. Five o'clock of the morning, just before dawn. An excellent time for our business. Before you wake, my tenth-generation nephew, let us make our bargain. I, too, once loved a woman, a princess I stole from Martinique, bringing her here to the chateau I built along with her faithful serving woman. The aged crown you now call Dr. Marie. If it are tired of my mockery to not be cursed with a conscience as you are, I threw her into the sea. <laughs> my stupidity was in not realizing that having trafficked with Edens, I had made myself vulnerable to them. The woman, Tante Marie, is a fortune. I pushed a sabuto. And she killed me even as your wife was killed. Stabbed through the eye in a waxen image by a golden nail driven into my brain. Find me where I lie in my tomb in this same crypt and remove the golden spike. Then I shall return and in reward offer you the secret of all life. Ross Richards searches the shelves and niches of the crypt that stretches into the shadows. At length, he finds a casket and, smearing away the dust, reads, Sir Ross Richard, he that was called the Red-Handed. With an effort, he opens the ancient coffin. In the bottom of it lies no evidence of a corpse, only a small, crude figure of a waxen doll with a golden spike 
driven into one eye and through the brain. I shall return in a moment with Act Three. Ross Richard looks down on the ludicrous sight of that primitive doll transfixed through the brain. Then, slowly, with instinctive distaste and a ripple of fear down his spine at the ancient evil it suggests, he lifts it from the coffin. And suddenly, once again, the voice, so like his own, is sounding insistently in his ear. You, you have it in your hands. Secret of life. You want to translate it? Pull out the nail, the spike, and set me free. Why not? I have nothing to lose anymore. Very well. Now. What was that? Ah, <laughs> a voodoo woman. In despair that I have triumphed at last. Hey, put her aside. I will take care of her later. Now there is our pact. You have freed me. I must be going mad. I can see your shape standing before me, doublet, sword, a ghost out of the past. Reborn, but no longer ghost. You promised me the secret of all life. <laughs> yes. The more fool you to trust me. For I shall have it, not you. What do you mean? Ah. Can you see me anymore? No. Because I have already occupied your body and cast you out. How could you have trusted me, poltroon, idiot, sentimentalist? The secret of life is to own a body, as I now own yours, leaving you to wander as I have between heaven and hell. No! No! God help me! You renounced God and hand no. yourself over to the devil! No. As his advocate, no. I claim title to no. your body by no. right. Oh, never! Never! Too late! Too late! <laughs> this body is mine. No, I won't let you. You can't stop me. Strength that I have. Chief, what is it? What's wrong? Let him alone, Bill. It's some kind of seizure. I'll have it. I, I need a hypo. Uh, darling, look there. The first cabinet, the auto place, just beyond. Okay. Uh, what are you doing? It's some kind of a seizure. Help me now. Okay. Roll back that right sleeve. All right, sure, Maggie. Here, here's the high boy. Now help me hold. I'm holding. Okay. Now, don't get there. There. Should take hold in a minute. Well, what happened to him, Maggie? Just what I was afraid of. He's gone over the edge. The question is, into what? whose head reaches high above the clouds and whose tail is buried in the darkest deep of the seas. I command and conjure you in the dread and dark name of Voodoo to appear before thy faithful servant in her agony and her terror and to answer all questions in whatsoever form shall please you so that I must know what to do with the devil man I conquered in your name four thousand moons ago. 
and who now walks abroad amongst us again. Hear me, I beg you, and tell me if my time is come at last. And if not, what is my task? Tata Marie. Tata Marie. Tata Marie. The master. Master Quitchell. Can you hear me? I hear you. Where are you? I do not know. In space. Nowhere. Blankness. I am cast out. Cast out from my own body. By the red-handed one. Your ancestor. Yes. He tricked me. I found the voodoo doll in his coffin. And I pulled the pin from his head. Ah! Ah! I... I knew it. I could feel it. His heart was torn from my own brain. So I cried aloud in pain and fear and to warn you. I heard your cry, but it was too late. Where did you leave the doll master and the golden nail? I don't know. In the coffin. By the coffin when his form appeared. If they are still there, I can return your soul to your body to cast out his. Find the doll before he does. Find the doll. Find the doll. Find the doll. Find the doll. I've got to find the doll. Doll before... Ross, take it easy. Oh, it's all right. Uh, uh, who are you? Maggie. I know no Maggie. Yeah. What holds me down? Those uh, restraining steps, uh, Bill. He's going into uh, convulsions. You don't understand. Tighter, uh, tighter. You must help me. I beg you. They're all against me. Against me. If I can't find the doll, I... I you see that I'm threatened... You see the danger. I must find the doll. The doll. The doll. Good Lord. What? What's wrong with him, Maggie? I don't know. I mean, I can't answer it right away, Bill. It's some sort of uh, form of schizophrenia. Oh. Compulsion, neurosis. Except the convulsions are not classic symptoms. There may be a somatic problem, some neurological complication. I, I, I really don't know. When we got here last night, my brother-in-law told me that it was his intention to have his sister perfused and put under radical hypothermia before she died. That was his intention? Would you have done that for him, Doctor? I... I am an old man. The last best part of a long life has been in the study of cryogenics. I believe with all my heart that we stand on the threshold of a breakthrough. Would I have used this technique on Mrs. Richard had she been alive? I don't know. Fortunately, I did not have to face the temptation. And what about Ross himself? A young man in the full vigor of health. That is another question. For no more than any other position do I pretend to be God. No. 
We are not ready for that yet. If ever. You need have no concern as long as Mr. Richard is alive. Thank you, Doctor. That's all I want to know. Come on, Bill. Why with you? We've got to get in touch with the mainland. Ross has got to be taken to a hospital with full facilities and have his condition evaluated. Where's the phone? I don't know. Probably in the oh, study. Look, someone who should. Santa Marie. We, oui, Monsieur, the doctor. We want to find a phone. That is in the master's room, where I, I do not know it is hidden. What's that you have in your hand? The voodoo doll that the master found, and the golden nail that he took from its head. The, the what? The master is with the doctor. How is he? He's quite sick, Tante Marie. That's why we need the telephone to get a helicopter here to take him to a real hospital. Hospital cannot help. His sickness is of the soul. He does not live in his own body. What? Bill, and, and, and if he doesn't, then who does? Come with me. I will show you. <laughs> I don't think there could be anything to that old dame's claim about the picture. I think quite possibly there could. Keep looking for that phone. Yeah, sure. You, you can't be serious. Well, I don't believe in voodoo mumbo-jumbo, but in Ross's state of mind, he might have. Well, it could have been very real to him. You mean because he's half lost the track anyway, this might have been enough mm -hmm. to knock him all the way? Something like that. Bill, I've got it. I've got it. Where? Where? In the closet. Oh. What's the matter? No tone. Yeah, listen. Yeah. The line's dead. This is worse than useless. Is there any other way off this island? Well, there are boats and a channel if you can navigate it. Well, why can't you? You'd have to see it to believe it. Well, there must be someone on the island who can get through besides Ross himself. Well, let's go find him. Oh, great and living serpent. I offer up to you this waxen candle as the light of your eyes to see the obedience I offer in your name. Here is the doll, the living representation of the living devil who must be destroyed. And here is the instrument, the golden nail, which I take in thy name to strike into the brain and soul of our enemy and to free my master. Once it is done, Bring me back to thee, for I am weary. Give me a sign, O oh, great serpent. At thy command, I strike. Dr. Fleming. Yes, Dr. Berkeley, what is it? I, I have been looking for you. Where were you? We were down at the harbor. We're trying to make arrangements to get off the island. What is it? Mr. Richard, he... He died suddenly in one huge convulsion. I, I don't know what happened. Hey, wait a minute. I, anyone smell anything burning? Yes. Do you suppose the storm... It could lightning... affect us in the catacombs. Coming from upstairs. Come on! <laughs> Uh, Dr. Marie, she's dead. <coughs> it was the lighted candle in the whole room to see a fire. Can't we put it out? I'll take a full armor and a fire post. we got to get out of here before this whole place goes up like a bonfire. You shut those mostly wood. <coughs> we'll try it, Cinder. Good Lord, perhaps I am being punished. 
We've got to get everyone out of here. What, what, what do you mean? Well, with, with all my precautions, I never thought of this kind of fire. If it generates enough, enough heat to, to melt through to the hydrogen, it isn't only the house, but, but the whole <laughs> the whole island that could blow sky high. pyrotechnics really has no ending. I can only leave you with nothing but questions. I have no answers. Is there anyone who does? I'll be back shortly. When the fire backdrafted to the ground floor, the whole blazing inferno suddenly collapsed to make a grate out of the catacombs. The lead coffins were fused to tangled lumps of metal, and Ross and his bride had no more future than you or I, wherever we go, when death finds us at last. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Mandel Kramer, Jack Grimes, Anne Petoniak, and Leon Janney. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown, this is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.